Hello there. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. From Sith to Snivians, we've got you covered. My name is Justin. I'm one of your hosts here. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This episode is brought to you by the letter S. This is Josh, and I'm really glad uh, that the Ric Flair woo is back. And um, I just want to say that since we are talking about comics today, this is going to be the worst podcast ever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And this is Maggie. I have been gone for like the last three, four episodes. I know. And I'm so glad to be back, and I will be gone again. Been a hot minute. I will be gone again for like the next couple because of uh, TIFF and screenings and just insanity. Boo. I know it's terrible. Boo! Maggie gets to see all these movies for like, free <laughs> a week or two before they come out, and we're all over here like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll be right. like, hey guys, enjoy the yeah, podcast tonight. I'm gonna go watch a right, movie right. two weeks before it comes out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah, the, but you. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. No, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> say it josh speak it speak your truth i was just gonna say so to all the people that um only listen because of maggie <coughs> turning um you know don't worry she's still on the show yeah she's still here um yeah she's been a little busy she's got uh movie premieres galas whatever you want to call them to go to left and right uh in in the industry so she has been gone but she's here today for a a good episode we got a lot to talk about in this episode we are doing comic catch-up this week because we have a ton of comics that have been out that we haven't talked about we're only we're focusing mostly on three this week um but we've got a lot to catch up on with our comic book reads and stuff so um if you're uh, if you're reading the comics along with us, hopefully you're caught up with some of these. If not, uh, if you don't want it, us to like spoil it, just heads up right now. That's what we're going to be talking about. Before we get to that, though, we do have a little bit of uh, an update here. Yeah. Celebration, people. We are down to 39 weeks. Three, nine. And they still haven't opened the tickets up. <laughs> Are you getting worried, Maggie? I'm very worried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't, I wouldn't panic. They'll they'll get it. It'll be up soon. I wouldn't worry. They'll get there. C2E2 didn't start uh, opening their badges up until like last week, and that one's in December. But yeah. But New York Comic Con opened theirs up literally the week after tickets sold out. Hmm. I don't know. I, I wouldn't the worry about it. The inconsistencies are killing me. I know, I know. At this point, I, I you know, we've we still got plenty of time. I'm sure somebody out there somewhere has reached out to Read Pop and said, "Hey, when are you going to put these up?" Or, or the what is it? The light program is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ticket exchange uh, to figure out when they're going to get that up. Somebody knows. It's probably only a matter of weeks. So don't freak out yet. Don't freak out yet. Um, but yeah, get your tickets, get your hotel room, get your airfare. Still got to work on the airfare thing here. Uh, we're trying to like coordinate everybody getting there together, but 
uh, yeah, so we've got a lot to do yet. Um, as we get a little bit closer, obviously, we'll do our um, our, our, our celebration-centric episode, and we'll, we'll talk about the ins and outs of celebration, if you've never been there, what to expect, what to bring, what to pack, do's and don'ts, uh, you know, wear, wear some deodorant, uh, brush your teeth, important hygiene things when you're standing in a line full of other Shower. people. Shower. <laughs> Very important. Don't don't uh, be do Jake Gyllenhaal. You have to shower. Don't be stinky. Don't be stinky. Uh, how to fight against con crud. That's, you know, I mean, I, I know there's a lot going on with COVID, but guess what? There are still regular sicknesses out there that you can get to, and nobody wants con and crud. You know how what? do you fight against that? Wear your mask, and you will, Yeah, like, that would help reduce it. Tremendously yes. deplete the, the <laughs> yes. risk. I'm so excited about New York Comic Con, because I'm like, I'm going to be wearing a mask, no con crud. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of nice. Like, hey, uh, there's there's good ways for you know bring your emergency things like that. Like good ways to fight against it that you can help yourself. I don't think I've, I think I don't think I've gone to a con and come home with it yet. So knock on wood. I we'll knock on wood here. I used to get sick after every con I went to, and I thought it was con crud. And then I found out that no, when I get really drunk at the bar. I inflame my gird, my gird, and then I get sick because of that after ah. the con. I thought it was because I had like some sort of sickness, but no, it's just because I'm have too much fun in the con hotel and bar. So, oh, gotta bring that pri- gotta bring that Prilosec with you. And- yes, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Protect yourself. <laughs> um, also important, just like the emergency. Yeah, bring go. tums, bring Prilosec. You know, bring all the good yeah, stuff. Tums are important. Yeah, very important. Pepto. Did you um did you guys see who um C2E2 I know this is only slightly related but C2E2 just recently announced is going to be at their event? Is it the same one that got announced for New York Comic Con? Oh, I don't know. It's a star of an upcoming uh Star Wars is it, TV show. Is is it Hayden Christensen? It is Hayden Christensen. He's going to New York Comic Con too. I cannot wait to meet him through plexiglass. <laughs> Yeah, the photo ops are um, no masks, but there's a plexiglass sheet. Between you know you what? Interesting. I am fine with that. I have been wanting to beat him since I was like 12 years old. So I'll take what I can get. I can't wait uh, to see he... the awkward photo of you like pushed up against the glass next <laughs> right. to uh, Where there's um, a will, yeah. there's a way. They, uh, you know, he's a good dude to meet. He was very nice. Um, that's who he signed my um my Vader down comic. Uh, very nice guy. Good nice talk. So uh, it was for as much as they can talk within a few minutes. Oh, do you know how many people were doing that <laughs> or a jar or something to that effect? It's crazy. Um, and I'm sure he gets that all the time. Okay, yeah. fine. I won't do it. Jeez. <laughs> Why are you gonna harass the guy, Josh? He's just trying to do his thing. He's just trying to be. The best Skywalker he can be. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no. Um, we do have a little bit of other news here to go over. Hasbro had a couple announcements come out. They announced the pre-order for the leaked uh, Haslam <laughs> Black Series Rancor that came out during whatever that press conference was that they at least they followed through with it and just came out the next day or two and said yep we messed it up this is what's coming so black series rancor is the haslab project pre-orders will go up in october i'm not sure if i'm on that train yet i mean it's cool because it's big but 
it would have to have a for me it would have to have a lot of uh, stretch goals and I honestly don't know if it's going to make those stretch goals but we'll see we'll see um, and then they also announced their PulseCon dates October 22nd and 3rd it's all online if you're a Hasbro Pulse member uh, you get basically early access to whatever figures or exclusives they're going to have during that time um, and a lot some of them do sell out quick so They've gotten better with the pre-order releases on how you do the ordering online. Um, you still want to be there early. If it's something that you want, still get on early and try to get on as close as you can to that time frame. So, But October 22nd and 23rd is PulseCon. Um, let's see here. Disney. Disney is closing all of their Disney stores. Sad news. This is where I would insert the prices right. Boop, boop, ba-doo. Yeah, noise if I had one. But uh, they are closing all their stores, which is kind of sad. Uh, I think they're closing another 50 or so. They're they're leaving like 25 or something like that, some small number open that will eventually close later on. So your Disney fix is pretty much going to come from Shop Disney anymore or at the parks themselves. And the Target pop-ups. Or Target. Yes. Yeah, the Target pop-ups. Yeah, so... If you need your Disney fix, that's where they're going to be. I tell you what, there are some really, really good Facebook groups out there that you can find. If there's merchandise that you're looking for that is park exclusive, you can find them on Facebook. There are people that run out to the parks regularly to pick stuff up for you. Um, They will ship it to you for a small finder's fee. In most cases, some are a little bit ridiculous. Luckily, I've been uh, fortunate enough to have... Uh, one or two people pick some things up for me from parks um, that were park exclusives and, uh, you know, sent it, got it, picked it up, sent it to me. You know, finder fee was very small. It was good. So find those groups. Um, it definitely makes it easier. But yes, Disney stores going away. Sad day. Sad day for that. So, um, and then not necessarily news, but uh, we have, me and my family have have broken back out the Galaxy's Edge cookbook (laughs) this week. And we are doing three, count them, three recipes from the Galaxy's Edge cookbook. Uh, The one that we did tonight was the Hatties Slime Pods, which was very fitting with with the comics that we're about to cover here, considering there are huts all over the place in, in these comics. But they were, it's basically gnocchi with a like a pistachio sauce on it and then you mix sriracha on there's like sriracha i mean there's other stuff like garlic and spicy yeah yeah so but uh yeah you mix it up and they're green and they're very interesting (laughs) uh it was not my favorite recipe so far i will say that but uh, i will get a picture up onto our account so that everybody can see and um do a side by side. I like to do the side by sides and see if it looks like what you would get at the at the Disney Worlds and lands. <laughs> now, if it doesn't look similar, like if you did a bad job, I want you to make a meme out of it and write "nailed it" on the. On the- <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Uh, we did have. It was interesting though because in the cookbook, the sriracha that they used looks like a dry seasoning. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. I've it only seen it. Me, though. 
in a bottle. And so yeah. I didn't have sriracha, just a dry powder seasoning. So I just poured sriracha on it. Hmm. So you'll see little sriracha drops. It'll look a little different, but it's the same basic principle. So we've got that one. Uh, I forget the other two that we're doing. We're doing, um, there's two more that we're doing this week. And, um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the ones that we've had are really, really good. This was the first one I was kind of like, meh, not my favorite, but, uh, it was worth a try. And, and, uh, I'm hoping to do Ronto wraps at some point. I haven't tried that one yet. It's different than the park. It doesn't have the sausage like right can i just say that rontos are very adorable and it is shameful that you eat rontos (laughs) in a wrap tasty (laughs) i am am so offended (laughs) they're delightful um i had two of them when i was in galaxy edge and i don't feel bad about it um but they yeah it's um the one in the cookbook looks a little different i think than the one that's in the park so i'm not sure how that's gonna turnout but we'll see so that's our news for this week uh now we're gonna dive into our comics updates and we've got three comics we're gonna go over um you know we're obviously we're gonna dive into war of the bounty hunters but we're also gonna and i know why, why get a little high republic 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 We are going to get a little High Republic here with these comics. We've got uh, Star Wars High Republic Adventures from Daniel Jose Older, and then we also have Star Wars High Republic, which was from Kevin Scott, and then War of the Bounty Hunters, which was Charles Soule. So let's, uh, rather than going back through the comics and basically saying, here's what's happening in these, I think what we were going to do is we're going to kind of talk about the comics itself, um, how we're liking it so far, um, maybe some takeaways from it, favorite pages, things like that. Um, I, I think I don't know, Josh. You've you've probably read a ton more comics than I have um, in your day. And reading these three, like if you go, hey, this is a highly recommend. This is just a recommend. This is a jump over it. These three in general, like at a high level start. What's your what's your feedback on these three so far? Well, okay. So I have to ask a clarifying question. Um, shoot when when we were pew, pew. when we were like prepping for this episode I thought we were doing like the whole War of the Bounty Hunters crossover like all like 18 issues of all of the things <laughs> um, so this might I guess when I say this it might just it might contain too much information so sure. um, but I, I think that the whole story arc as a like as a whole is great and it actually it finally makes me care about the Bounty Hunters comic mm-hmm. a lot more than I did. I'm, I'm really enjoying the uh, Dengar and uh, Terminator 2, because I can't remember his name off the top of my head. <laughs> um, I'm really enjoying their like buddy cop, like odd couple mm-hmm. thing they have going on. But yeah, I, I think I, I really like how they're tying everything together. I mean, everything was, all of the comic series besides the High Republic were flowing in and out of each other a little bit but this is like everyone's focusing on one thing and it all fits together and I like when comics are able to do that uh, successfully mm-hmm. and then as far as the High Republic goes I I never read any of the Star Wars adventure comics but prior to this and um, I'm Shame. pleasantly surprised that that was a mistake on my part <laughs> these are really good and you I don't even know that you they do a good job of making like a 
quote-unquote kids comic um just as enjoyable mm-hmm. as any other and just like everything else we've read in the high republic both of these comics are great and we're actually getting some more stuff uh you know fleshed out that we weren't um in the books which is nice i, I know we all said that we were i think a couple of us agreed that uh, we were more afraid of the Drengear once we saw what they did in the comic than what we heard about them doing in the book, at least initially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and yeah. I know that was one of my things with the High Republic where I was like, what is the thing that they're so afraid of? Nothing that they've encountered so far seems that scary. Now, obviously, that's kind of been turned on its head more recently with more releases, but uh, the comics were kind of the first thing to show that. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm very happy with everything that's coming out right now as far as star wars comics are concerned yeah and and to clarify the war of the bounty hunters comic is basically the consolidated version of all of those different comics coming together so you have what is it afra um vader vader you have bounty hunters star wars mainline in star wars mainline so it's it's those those four separate kind of stories that are being told in those comics are merging into war of the bounty hunters and it it it, right off the jump it dives into a lot of new stuff in it in what three issues it puts all of them together into one one thing and and we'll talk about that in a second um maggie what are what are your thoughts high level on the three that you've read must reads skip it um you know it's okay where where are you at with the comics so far. Uh, so I am ride or die for both of the High Republic uh, comic series. I particularly, Shock. I yeah, shockingly, <laughs> uh, I particularly really love uh, the High Republic adventures, and maybe that's just because like we got Hot Martian Row, uh, but I also like I instantly loved the characters that Daniel created in the comics and like yes. was very intrigued by their storylines. Um, and I'm really curious to see what like what happens with Cricks and some of the stuff that intersects with um, Justine Ireland's uh, novel um, for the new High Republic books, you know, that just came out a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago. I don't know. Time does not exist. Uh, but then I also like really love like whenever I'm writing re- my reviews, I have such a hard time because I want to be like, this is the best comic series. Uh, but it really feels like I have twins and I have to choose between them because <laughs> uh, right. I love what Kevin does uh, with the mainline High Republic uh, series with Marvel. Um, some of the imagery that he and the artists have created um is is terrifying <laughs> um particularly mm-hmm. like the Drengear stuff like you were saying like the Drengear are really terrifying and if you have any like issues with like tentacles like this is not for you because like the vines are definitely um icky feeling <laughs> like they go up <laughs> noses and in mouths and they're just like yep. they're in a lot of orifices they don't belong in um and i just i really love uh, yeah yeah i just i really love i feel like the the mainline high republic is very much a horror at sometimes which is like very fun uh and like mm-hmm. evokes such visceral like kevin scott you know what you did <laughs> uh feelings <laughs> like every issue which i love but then like i'm really enjoying what charles sewell is doing with the um boba fett bounty hunter um series because i'm not 
very into like the mainline Star Wars comics. Like I've read Afra. I'm not like religiously keeping up with Afra. Like I enjoy her. I like the the issues that I read. I'm very rarely read the Star Wars mainline. I do not like um, the Boba Fett bounty hunter mainline comics like at all. Uh, but this is forcing me to read them and. I'm doing that for the most part. <laughs> I skipped a few. Skim reading? Yeah, like I just skimmed through them because like I actually don't really care that much about um, Terminator. <laughs> Our Terminator friend. Like, ah, eh, that's cool. Like, yeah. it's it's fun to see characters like that in it. But like those comics, I'm just like, I skim through them to see if anything relevant to the main storyline happens. Not, not your favorite. Not my not favorite. Not your favorite person to read about. No, yeah, it just doesn't, okay. doesn't compel me. But this Kira storyline... Uh, I'm a little bit bitter that we're not getting it on screen because I would love to see Emilio Clark in that role again. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I just think it's really fun. Uh, the whole fight with, yeah. with you know, spoilers, the whole fight with her and Darth Vader was like yeah. <laughs> so cool because of the references to Darth Maul. And I actually, I wanted to know your thoughts on this. Um, you both, are you caught up on that one? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, yep. Did you think that a lot of people apparently knew that Anakin was Darth Vader because Kira was like he knew your master and I was like oh shiznips <laughs> she knows that's Anakin so because well, go ahead go ahead Josh I don't um I don't think I've gone to that yet but I I um yeah that's that's wild because my understanding was that the only people that knew were like Palps right and Tarkin and Tarkin never confirmed it. He just knew. And then I know, I know, I think we're pretty sure that like Thrawn figures it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not like, yeah, it's definitely not public knowledge until Bloodline. And like she taunts him with it while they're fighting. And she really does fight like Darth Maul. Somebody did a side by side comparison of Darth Maul dueling with uh, Obi Wan. And it was like, it's the exact same pose. So kudos to the artist who did that because it was great. But I, it, she's taunting him like, oh, yes, I learned from someone who knew your mm. master. And I'm, and you can't see Darth Vader's she was, face. She was a little cocky. She was very cocky. And like you can't <laughs> you can obviously not see Darth Vader's face. But I'm just like, is he like, wait, <laughs> this chick knows who I am. And it's it's so yeah. funny, too, because like it finishes the comic with him like calling out to Luke Skywalker. And I'm like, it is like so dicey here. If Luke Skywalker shows up, characters be like, hey, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, you guys was, have the uh... same last name. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't really figure that out either. The only thing that I could kind of liken it to, I guess, was in that season season seven of Clone Wars with what Maul was going through in his head and the visions that he had seen, um, you know, and even in his encounter with um, Obi Wan in Rebels before he he meets his end, it was. Basically, like he knew that was. Oh yeah, you know what, Maul. I think Maul knows. So if Maul yeah, knows, I, Kira would know. That may that actually makes sense. I think that's. I think that's where that came from. In his Maul, Maul knows a lot. Yeah. And I think that's where it came from. And and yeah, the fight. He but you know Vader referencing the fighting style. He knew. Like he's like, oh, you've been trained, and and he knows exactly. I think where she's getting it from, but at the same time, he's like, "Oh yeah, you're good, but you don't have the force." I just, I just <laughs> so, love this idea that like Darth Maul, while training her, was like, "Yeah, that uh, Darth Vader dude. He uh, yeah. he used to be Anakin Skywalker. He was punk. 
Like, yeah. I just want to know. Spoiler alert: <laughs> If you don't know, Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. I just if like. You don't I know just want point. to know like how that conversation went down. Like, can we get a flashback? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we know that Darth Maul is incredibly cocky and incredibly sarcastic, and I just. I, I yeah, yeah, I could just see so many like fun potentials for how that conversation went down because I feel like Darth Maul would be like pretty pleased with his punch that you know Snotno's kid became Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes me think of that. I can't remember the exact quote now, but that really powerful quote where in uh, when Ahsoka is talking to Maul and she says something along the lines of like you're lucky Anakin didn't come here or something like, I can't remember what exactly what she says, but Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He is, um, it was, uh, so yeah. So if, if, if you're reading this comic again, I, you know, told you in the beginning, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about these comics. That was one of my favorite things with this was the return of Kira, essentially, who is a masked figure through most of the first issue and then reveals herself, uh, towards the end of that issue, I believe. And it's good to see her again. And the costumes, like how they drew her, I think was very fitting of the Crimson Dawn, the style, um, this whole scoundrels ball in general that they're putting on. And basically what it is, is it's a, um, they stole, Kira stole Han Solo from (coughs) Incarbonite from Boba Fett. And Boba is basically trying to get this back get uh his bounty back and he's kind of encountered by a bunch of other uh bounty hunters because Jabba put a hit on him because he didn't return with Han so he just figured hey if I put all these other bounty hunters on Boba Fett then they can find where Han is and get Boba Fett so that's kind of the premise of this whole whole arc is that Boba Fett's been or uh, Han Solo has been stolen Boba Fett's trying to get him back Kira's actually the one that took him, and she's doing this scoundrel's ball, in, which is a, a giant party uh, with Han Solo basically being the auction prize. And all the huts are invited, all the crime syndicates, the Imperials show up, and even Leia, Lando, and Chewie are there. So it is just, picture this room with all of these people from the OT trilogy in one room. And that's what you're getting in this comic. And it is, it's cool. And it's by the third, it was the second episode or second issue is what you see this in. And it carries through to the third issue. And and it's a lot of Vader just being awesome. And Kira is tough and holding her own against Vader. And it's, it's a lot going on, but um, Boba Fett through this whole thing is just a, a bad, bad man. I mean, he is on a mission to get his bounty back. He encounters Zuckus and Forlom. He blows Zuckus off a building. Uh, he lops Forlom's head off, and he carries it around with him, takes it on his ship, basically to go track down Jabba. Um, you know, he kills some Gamorian guards. It, it's it's fun. It, it I didn't think I would like it that much, but I, in the first three issues, I've really, really enjoyed it. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Yeah, like it's I a said, solid. Yeah, they're all they're all <laughs> everything that's come out has been great. Mm-hmm. Did you With have the exception um, of uh, you know Bounty Hunter took all Bounty Hunters took a while for it to um, capture me, and, and even now it's still not like my favorite. But it, I'm mm-hmm. 
still reading it. <laughs> Did you have any, um, are there any like favorite pages or sayings or anything in the first three issues that really stood out to you guys at all? Yeah, I have, I have one. Um, What's that? But it doesn't fit. Like I said, I misunderstood the directions. <laughs> um, I so right. I really like um, that new character, uh, Diva Lampop. Oh, I love her. She's okay. Job of the Hut. Gorgeous. Kind. Yeah, she looks great. Um, but <laughs> this quote, and this is me just being a, um, being me. But my favorite. I'm trying to pull it up here on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um. My favorite quote is what? What is the uh, species that uh, Dexter Jetster is again? Jeez, uh, oh, Uh Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They're um, I can't remember. They're um, but go ahead. Go. What's the what's the quote? And we'll the for, we'll pull the, it up here. The forearm guys. <laughs> yeah. The, um, <laughs> people with forearm. Ba- the basilisks. The basilisks. Is it, is it working or not working? Not to be confused with a basilisk. Yeah, not yeah, not a basilisk, a basilisk. It's, they're is, sitting is at a bar, Pong and he says, is, "So yeah. I says, I says, that's no Trandoshan, that's my sister." <laughs> it's like the the tail end of a bad joke. Yeah, I don't know. It just it just it made me laugh harder than it should have, and uh, yeah, so that's funny. There are in in all of these comics, there are actually some. Some funny lines and puns and dad jokes kind of inserted into these as you go. Um, there was one in, I think, the High Republic with um, uh, Tarek. Is it Tarek and Sarek? And they made a joke basically like, oh, we need to get to the root of the problem, referring to yes. the Grand Gear. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, waka, oh, waka. These, dudes, <laughs> these dudes got jokes over here. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? But, um, what about you, Maggie? Any any favorite pages out of the first three issues of War of the Bounty Hunters that you were that really stood out to you? I am not particularly good about remembering like quotes of things. Um, I'm more of a big picture kind of person, but I mm-hmm. did really enjoy um, from the most recent issue uh, when Boba is taunting Chewie about the braid. Um, yes. And there's there's the great moment at the end of that when Lando's like, "It was my favorite cape." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, because he uh, he lights Chewie on fire at one point with his uh, his gauntlet, and because um, they were in hand to hand combat, because they couldn't they couldn't whole... use their blaster, or people would hear yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, and that this whole gale is going on. They couldn't use their blasters, and he and and Ch- and Chewie are in hand to hand combat, and Chewie's got him by the neck up against a wall, and he just he turns on his flamethrower and chars Chewie and Lando throws his cape on him and to put him out. Um, but it, it was an interesting interesting dynamic with that group, with Boba and... Because, I mean, the last time I'm sure they saw each other was on Bespin as, as Boba's carting Han away. And, in fact, I think Leia in this is still wearing the Bespin gear. I could be wrong, but I'd have to go back and look. But, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the... In in issue one, page thirty one, there's um, this beautiful, like, big picture, and it's a a page with Han's face in the middle, and all around him are the different players. So like, the rebel, you know, you have Leia and Lando and Chewie, and then you have on the other side the Va- you have Vader and the Imperials, you had Boba and the crime syndicates, and you have the Huts and 
um, all these people across the bottom. And it was very interesting because they're like, well, why is everybody interested in this guy? He's just a, a smuggler. He's a very unassuming man. And they're like, yeah, but look, he's he's been either in everything, like he's either touched everything or he owes somebody money or somebody owes him money or something. Like Han has been around doing Han things for a long time and knows a lot of people, which is why all of them turned out for this auction to try to bid on on the, the frozen the frozen Han Solo. So that picture just really, really stood out to me, but um, it was, it was cool. So is there anything that you guys are looking forward to in this series or that you might want to see in particular? Uh, I'm curious to see how this ends up tying in with the book of Boba Fett, because I do feel like this was specifically timed with that. uh, Things wrap up pretty pretty soon before December, I think. Mm. So it, it mm. felt very intentional. And so I'm curious to see if things tie in because I do feel like there's a lot of really good synergy going on currently with all of the different forms of media. Yeah. Yeah. All these characters at different places in time. Uh, Josh, what about you? Anything in particular? I'm, I'm, in, I'm just interested. To, I'm interested to see what finally happens with Crimson Dawn because I feel like, um, you know, they're not, as far as we know, they're not still around. Like, what's what's going on, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and uh, do we do we think that the Sarlacc thing is the fi- the thing that finally, the Sarlacc is the thing that finally humbles Boba Fett? Because he's kind of a turd. Yeah, I definitely think that's what, yeah. yeah. I definitely think that's what humbles him. Okay. Because, I, like, I love the way that he, the, I love the way that he is in Mando. Um and that's kind of like he always had that in in the expanded universe. He always had that kind of like I'm an honorable man, who I do bad things, but I have a set of rules kind of thing, um, which is I think what which is what they're running with. But he had that. I feel like he had that even before the Sarlacc pit in EU in the EU. Yeah. So yeah, trying not to say um, yeah, and it's that's hard. He's uh, you know the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy right now, so he's got a little bit of a big head. <laughs> so yeah, is he or does he? Did he, is he like creating his own, his own uh, legacy by like putting that out there? <laughs> I wonder. Uh no. Why? Well, I, I actually I thought it was in the comic in the first issue or something. It said like Boba Fett or in the 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 teaser or whatever that the preface is right it said boba fett the most feared bounty hunter some in the galaxy or something like that i could be wrong but, but did he write that i mean you know he might have <laughs> he's writing this his guy own is totally preface. badass like <laughs> <laughs> boba fett the man he's awesome like just, thinking, just hyping I'm himself just up robot chicken where he's goo, 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 goo. like <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, his own hype. Boba tough. Fett is his own hype man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um yeah, I would uh I just want to see we've had him encounter like kind of one or like we had four and Zuckus who are always a pair. He encounters Bosk at one point here, um, blows his legs off, which was funny. Um, and then leaves him for dead on a rock, tied to a rock. <laughs> he is Boba Fett is just a bad dude, but I would love to see kind of the old school like standoff where there's like Boba Fett, Dengar, Forlom and Zuckus, IG-88, and they're just all standing around pointing guns at each other. 
and and ready for a shootout. Like that's what office. I would love to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's what I would love to see. You know what I mean? Like they're shifting positions like this when somebody speaks and um, it's just a really tense standoff with multiple ones and then see how they, they kind of get out of that. So they all like fight against each other or something. I would love to see that. But Maybe um, you think we'll see your, your girl? Fennec? Yeah. <laughs> She, I think I mean, she's, she's all of our girls, but you know she's your girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe she's out there. She's kicking ass. I'd like to see that. I'd really like to see that. Please let her and Boba fight, <laughs> <laughs> but not like realize later on. Ah, so many things I want. <laughs> yeah. Did uh, Did anybody catch like the little ET looking character? In I think it was like issue it's issue two it's like three four pages in it's like a small square on the right and it's behind afra when i think when boba fett comes in and kind of encounters afra um it's he's like standing in the background but he looks like et he doesn't look like a pike he looks like et um but it was just kind of interesting to see that he looks bigger than et but the head is like condensed down into the neck and stuff it was just kind of cool to see so i don't know if anybody else caught that or not but i'm looking for it now oh. <laughs> you know speaking of of afra i i kind of thought that the the dirge thing was kind of dumb yeah i haven't caught up with that yet but um it, I don't think it got rave reviews, so I think everybody was excited to see Dirge, but I don't think it panned out to anything great. So I don't know. I'll have to read it and catch up. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we do have two other comic series, though, to talk about. One of them is The High Republic, which we are... How many issues into this are we now? There's like eight, eight, eight issues, I think. Um, and then the Higher Public Adventures, there are seven issues out now. So there's, there is quite a bit in these two to go with, and and um, there's and go ahead, Megan. and nobody has mentioned High Republic Monster of Temple Peak yet. I know I, we haven't gotten into that one yet. I haven't read that yet. Um, oh, it's we so good! It's so point. good, and it's a longer yeah. one. And the next one comes out October twenty seventh, I believe. It's so good. I'm excited to read that one. Uh, Maggie, let me, I'm going to put you on the spot here and ask you a tough question. So High Republic, High Republic Adventures, which one are you digging more? Easy. I know that you got to pick one. This is, this is so hard. (laughs) Only one of them has hot Martian row in it though. This is true. Hot maskless Martian row. This is very, very true, but it's so hard because I love, Kevin and Daniel's writing styles so much mm-hmm. and they're both very different. They're both good. But they yeah. both um like scratch the same itch for me. Like Kevin Scott gets really into some fun um it's the whole the whole thing that I have been like ranting about with like the the Jedi being colonizers and all that. Like there's a lot of undertones of that and like they're handling the the Jedi 
in such an interesting um, fashion and the way he's writing that I'm really digging. And then you have Daniel, who, of course, has this like rich history and writing middle grade books. And so he has these very fleshed out Padawans. And I think that this is truly the first time that we've seen Padawans Mm -hmm. coming into their own and being tasked with these very serious, very grave, very difficult situations and making quick decisions that could be life or death for them or for the people that they are, you know, trying to protect. And you have characters that are like grappling with change and acceptance. Like you have Keeve and you mm-hmm. have um, the whole thing with uh, Cricks and you have like all of these different young characters and it's so fun. And I really like this new run because we're seeing um, Frazala and Court and getting to see their side of things. Sure. And I... I love Frazala. I loved Frazala from the very first time that the High Republic was announced and all we had was the character art for him. And I think that he's such a fun character because Zagarians are mostly known for being slavers and bad guys in the Star Wars universe. And so it's really fun to see this very pure, very innocent, very sweet uh, Padawan who is also, you know, a Zagarian getting such a nice arc and getting to make tough decisions and like his whole thing with his master who like takes a nap in the middle of the whole situation was like just hilarious and I'm I'm loving it and I loved how Daniel handled um fear in the most recent issue I thought that was really fun especially yep. since we see so much of that in the prequel era like I'm very deeply into my prequel era feels here recently and having this whole arc about fear and like you can't conquer fear without knowing fear you have to face your fears you have to accept that you have fears and then you have to overcome them and i just i love that messaging and i think that you know i i do think that there are things that readers can take away from both of these issues both of these comic runs that are completely different and yet they have the same the same story at the core because you have mm-hmm. what's going on in the mainline marvel issue with skier and you know all of that fear and slipping and falling into the dark side and like lots of really fun themes and i think it really chris like is a chrysalis of everything that star wars is is in both of these comic runs mm-hmm. yeah josh what about you are you digging one over the other i feel like they're different they're so different like i i, I wouldn't even mm-hmm. want to choose um it's hard yeah and honestly like maggie really hit it on the nail on the head um, I think I think the coolest thing about for me about the the mainline uh, High Republic though is that just so much we're we are like so quickly finding out more about the Drengear and it's it's really nice for me because I was like Dreng- the Drengear were such a huge question mark when we were first introduced to them and I was like what is going on and now we're seeing like <laughs> Keeve and and um, uh skier like they're in like the hive mind and like there's all this it's just it's kind of wild like i'm um i'm really digging it i don't know yeah oh i have to tell you that i (laughs) i'm gonna backtrack because it's part of my gimmick and Uh um i found your et and did you find uh, him children of the green planet yeah and uh He's really tall, though, and it's kind yes. of makes it look like it's E.T. Like it's like three E.T.s stacked together in a trench coat, <laughs> like yes. trying to trying to get into an R-rated movie. You know? Yeah, exactly. It does look like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but it, it the it's face like towering and the neck over is, Twilight is right. Like the neck and the face looks 
spot no, on. Totally. Like, that's exactly it, what it's, it's an ET character. And I was like, but why I saw that same thing. I'm like, why is he so tall? <laughs> like and his neck's not even extended yet. So I don't know, maybe He's they have the Shaquille O'Neal of the ET. Yeah. <laughs> he he was the center for ET's basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um no, but that was just a weird I don't know why. I'm like reading through it and I saw that and I was like, this is just an obscure character to like put in the background here at a crime syndicate party. Like I didn't well, he's know in the background, but he's not even really in the background. He's like he's right behind the person who's speaking. Yeah. Like Yeah, like uh a, there's a Twilight in front of him, right? Yeah. No, he's he's so. surrounded by huts. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's um it was just weird. I was like, this seems odd for an odd place for an ET to be, but sure. I mean, I suppose they have crime syndicates too in there. Hey, their just group. As we're, but just as we're learning that Trandoshans and Zagarians, yeah, is um, they aren't all bad. Maybe, yeah, know, not all ETs are good. Important, important lesson: never judge a book by its cover. There you go. It's old school lesson. Um. Yeah, the the two higher public books, I got to say I am digging these comics. I've I've actually found myself just enjoying the higher public adventures a little bit more because I like the to Maggie's point the Padawan and the master relationships that get developed there that you don't necessarily all see all the time when you get into the movies or the TV shows or that kind of thing. Um, you know, there was a lot of good good like student teacher relationship stuff that you could take out of those comics, uh, the high, higher public adventure comics. Um, and in the higher public adventures, you get buckets of blood. It's true. He's, he's not in the main line. I love that. Not yet, anyway, that, that it's buckets of blood, not cause he's violent, but because he's like a, uh, a medic. Yeah. Like a healer. Yeah. I guess <laughs> he's a healer. And he's, um, you know, he's, uh, <laughs> when they find that out, they're like, he's like, whoa, 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 I'm not a fighting Jedi. And they were like, but your name is Buckets of Blood. And, and he's like, for healing, I like to keep blood in the bodies <laughs> or something like that. I was, I, complete twist, shocked, shocked, if you will, that that is why he has that nickname. Well, and um, I was thrown off because I, when it was originally like uh, announced, I thought like that was his actual name, not a nickname. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. That just seems <laughs> weird that his yeah. actual name would be. But, but I, now we know that it's you know, it's a Torben nickname. Buck. Yeah, yeah. Torben Buck is his Jedi name. Um, it, but yeah, he, and it's weird because when he's in like, I don't know if you guys like. It's almost like he has a split personality maybe like when he's like fighting or doing other things here he's like buckets of blood is here and he like refers to himself almost no, in the third person by this nickname Johnson. yeah <laughs> he just kind of refers to himself as that but then it, otherwise he's like oh there it's master buck or master torben and he's like oh i'm torben buck it's almost like he like calms down and like is like it got a hulk rage maybe for healing He's a Hulk healer, if you will. But gotta yeah, love the he's Chagrian, a, uh, the huge Chagrian guy, who's a a lover, not a fighter. You know, <laughs> right? Like, he got Yoda I just want to help people. People in half, and yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think he does fight to a certain degree, but he doesn't use. I don't think. I mean, he has a lightsaber, right? He did have one in there. Yeah, he fought, um, but it, you could tell he was. Like, I think it's defense. It. Yeah, I yeah. think it's defense and. 
um, misdirection stuff. But yeah, you get you get buckets of blood in the High Republic adventures. Um, it's interesting in, in this series because one of the biggest things that I took from this was was the relationship between Zine and Crix, who are Zine is basically she has force sensitivity, but her species or, or the people that she was with don't allow for them to develop the force or the jet. Like they don't like the Jedi. They don't want the Jedi to help them. They don't want any of that. And her friend Crix, who she's known for a long time and has been her protector, uh, she hid it from him. And then he finally finds out, but then they kind of get pulled in two different directions where Zine goes and helps the Jedi and Crix gets taken by the Nile and eventually really kind of starts helping the the Nile um but they they pit them against each other which was very and I like the Nihil were using Crix to get information from Zine but the Jedi were doing the exact same thing and with Zine in a nicer way trying to get information about Crix and where the Nile were so they've pit these two kids against each other and for me in this story that was just kind of interesting to see it's like yeah you're I get it, like the Jedi, you're trying to like do the right thing, but you're essentially doing the same thing that the Nihil are doing, so it's not any better. Just because you phrase it a different way doesn't make it any less, um, what do I want to say, uh, less wrong, I guess? Does that make sense? Is that the right, right term for that? So, for me, that was just kind of an interesting play to see the relationships um, between those two. And I think Maggie, you touched on that as mm-hmm. well was, was where, where do we go with Zine and Cricks down the road? Um, and I adore Zine. I think she is wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. Daniel just shared artwork um, for an upcoming issue on, I think he shared it like yesterday on Twitter. I retweeted it this morning though, but they're like already like, tweens like they're tall and they've grown up already and it's like it it's basically been a what a year and a half ish i guess a year a year and a half of like high republic stuff and like they're growing up like we're watching these characters grow up and i was like but that's a baby (laughs) zine is a baby she cannot be tall (laughs) she's like almost as tall as frazala in the picture that they shared and i was like no no (laughs) (laughs) now is she is zine the same species as tiplar and tip lee yes she's a mckeon yes is that right yes okay so she is the same species then so um and she's got like the tentacles on her head and it was kind of cool that um uh uh, was it lula i think was was talking to her and, and trying to like uh, Lula Talasola, who's one of the Jedi, was was talking to her and basically like, yeah, when you're afraid, your tendrils like stand out. When you're sad, they kind of droop down. So she's like, are you reading? At one point, she says something like, are you reading my feelings? And she's like, no, it doesn't take a genius to look at your body language and see that you're not happy or that you're sad about something. So that was just kind of a funny uh, play with the two that She's like, no, I'm not using any Jedi powers to see that you're sad. What's wrong? How can I help you? And um, it's cool that all of these Jedi, that was actually one of my favorite um, things in the High Republic adventures was that there was a, a, a shot. I think one of, the, one of the pages was literally all of the young uh, 
younglings or like the the younglings on one page just smiling and laughing and they're all of different species because i think they were trying to figure out what what they wanted to do with zine or where she should be and all of them are now her friends and they're like we want her to stay and hang out with us even if she can't be taught as a jedi we still want her here because we like her and that was just a really cool cool page uh to see so josh did you have uh any favorite pages from either high republic or from high republic adventures that stood out to you um yeah i mean i th- i i thought that all, any i don't have page numbers but the first time that we see like people hanging upside down with the, like drangir roots in their mm. mouth and in their nose is pretty powerful and then how can you not mention avar chris riding on the top of a rancor <laughs> yes that was Hello. awesome <laughs> Yeah. Yes, please. Um, Can I have another? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. I was like, uh, she's a huts... secret night sister. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> the huts show up at one point um, on this planet that they were on where the Drengear have... It was where they kidnapped... Uh, was it Tarek or Sarek, I think? And then they got to Skier and infected him. And this whole planet is just crawling with Drengear. And <laughs> whoever these people were on this planet were basically paying the huts. They were giving the huts crops, and the cro- the huts said it was for protection services. Um, and he was like, I, I can't remember, what was the hut's name? It was, um, oh, I can't remember his name. He he was basically like, yeah, we're coming here to do our job. Mayarga. Mayarga the Benevolent um, basically said, Huh? Yeah, it's right in the name. <laughs> Said, we're here to, to help them because they're paying us for protection and they need protection from you Jedi. And the Jedi are like, no, we're here to help. But yes, they show up riding Rancors. And, um, you know, when they find out, when, when she finally, when Avar kind of finally convinces Mayarga to help fight against the Drangir, she mounts this Rancor and is just fighting on a Rancor, which is really awesome it was a, a cool shot um maggie what about you any particular panels or screens stand out to you in in higher public or higher public adventures oh man uh yeah i i have to echo off of what josh said the dren gear scenes um particularly one of the final panels which was avar chris as a skeleton uh, was particularly grisly, and that's yes. I, that's why I really do think that the High Republic mainline is horror light uh, because it has had a lot of truly terrifying uh, instances throughout it. Not just that, but when the the children are dead and hanging in the Drin gear, that was pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there's just a lot of really uh, visceral imagery, and I really love what the artist is doing with that one. I think that's the one that that that's what I had in my notes too. Was that that last panel? Um, it's issue six, uh, or no, excuse me, issue seven, page six. Um, I think that's the right one. It's this skeleton of of Avar Chris just wrapped in vines, and it was once they kind of figure out why they were trying to lure her there, and they realize, well, you know, because Avar reads the songs of all of the Jedi and all of these people and beings that she encounters because everybody has a different song 
And they realize, I think, the Drengear's plan was that, hey, we can use this Jedi to spread our Drengear seed across multiple planets and galaxies and touch different people from afar. And that was their whole goal. And uh, when they realized that, I think that's why, you know, they they were bringing all those Jedi together. But that's where uh, Skier gets gets wrapped up in them. I think Avar gets wrapped up in them. I, they're, all the Jedi at some point get these vines or tentacles or whatever you want to call them like in them at some point and they get into that hive mind and then that's actually how they kind of work together to stop the drain gear is by hey if we connect to them and use our our force powers together we can kind of push them back or what they say convince them that the meat is bad i think is what they were trying to do and then they find out where the what they call them the great progenitor is was like the big drain gear Right, and they have to go fight the big Drangir, and they get him trapped, I think, in a giant wraith shield or something. So, um, then they're trying to figure out what to do with him. So, um, Huts, of course, want him dead. They they don't care. They're just like kill the dang Drangir. Why are you keeping him alive? So, I tend to agree with them on that one. Just get rid of the Drangir. <laughs> like they're bad. Just get rid of them. Well, that's um, one thing, though. That um, these I feel like these Jedi. Um, this era of Jedi has a lot more restraint as far as, and maybe not in a good way. Like, it's, you know, they, um, you know, they're still, I feel like pretty late into their conflict with the Nihil, they're still trying to, like, not kill them. It's like, mm-hmm. come on, guys. It's like the clone <laughs> trooper. It's like the Bad Batch shot in this with a stun setting. Do what yeah, you got to do, kinda. guys. Come on. Yeah. Just take care of business. Free everybody up. Um, you know, one thing we didn't talk about in High Republic is the High Republic Fair. Yeah. Republic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, High Republic Fair was, uh, unfortunately what decimated in, I forget which issue it was. Um, it's one of the later ones, I think, but you, you basically find out that it was gone. I don't, I don't know, lack of a better term, blown up gone yeah right yeah so i am sure we are going to tackle that read the rising storm for more information on that (laughs) yes uh and i'm sure we'll tackle it in the next issue of this but um yeah it's it's um i like both of these comics they're great comics um i don't know i just it's the writing in them is really really good um the one actually that stood out to me most, I think, there was, um, we touch on it, they touch on it quite a lot. Ma- Maggie, you mentioned fear, talking about fear, um, you know, with the Jedi and what they do or, or how they approach fear. And I, I think you're right, it is different in the Jedi that we know in the movies and the trilogies versus these Jedi and kind of how they approach fear. And, and, uh, was it Farzala's master Obertuk um, talks about fear basically throughout this this comic and basically says like look you you can't be afraid of this stuff and and, and Ober, uh, I gotta say this Obertuk is a weird looking dude uh, he's like got three eyes kind of scary pointed teeth and like a mushroom head I mean. And he's got tentacles, like a bunch of tentacles. Like he is a weird looking Jedi. And at first, like I think one of the pages, I was like really creeped out by him. And I was like, this guy's a little creepy. But then he gets into this um, 
this this Farzal is trapped um, underneath the hut palace in one of these scenes, and she's in a, a Farzal is in a crate and uh, or a cage, and she's is swinging to like try to get out, and he's having this flashback that says um, to Obertuck and, and what Obertuck said. Obertuck says, and I just found this interesting because it's kind of pertinent to what you know. I've had a, a friend pass away uh, this past weekend, actually, an older friend who passed away that um, was kind of sad. So this was actually very kind of interesting to, to read this at this time. Um, he says, do you know why I carry so many lightsabers, young Farzala? Farzala says, ah, I always figured it was because you have so many, so many arms. He kind of laughs and he says, no, each one was constructed in the memory of a Jedi Knight who was once one of my Padawans. Farzala says, bigger picture? Um, and then he says, when someone dies, what do we say? Farzala says that they become one with the Force. And Obertuck says, it's not just a metaphor or poem, young Farzala, to make us feel better. Their passing gives life to the cosmic force from which the living force springs. The force is real, yes? It moves through us. We feel it all. We feel it all around, hmm? And Farzala says, yes, of course. And then I think the next scene was um, Farzala basically saying... I see, Master, on the day death comes for me, I will not fear it. But today will not be that day. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Farzala. I was like, yes. But it was a cool, cool lesson from a character that in the very beginning I was kind of creeped out by. And then I read that page and I was like, okay, this really kind of hits home a little bit more. And I always love those conversations with, you know, a, a Master in the Padawan about life and and, uh, you know, how we approach things. So I'm glad you were yeah. able to work past your um, your bias against non-humans. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Thanks. I appreciate it. He was, uh, yeah, he's a very intimidating. And then he slept for most of the first couple he's issues. Old. Like he was, he was like hibernating or something. And they said, well, some of their seasons could last for months. And I'm like, and he's in tune with whatever planet he's from. And I was like, so this dude could be asleep for months, essentially. And, uh, it's oh, it. you know what we didn't talk about? Geode. Ah, oh, Geode. We the forgot man. Geode. The myth. He rocks. He was, he was freaking out. Jabba's little henchman <laughs> running around the ship. And uh, one was like flying in the cockpit, and then all of a sudden, Geode's sitting like right next to him, and he's like, "What? How'd you get up here?" And like, he's stealthy, but you can see him. He's just a giant rectangular rock. <laughs> That's what he is. It's awesome. Love it. I forgot about Geode and, and Leox. Um, they were all in the the high high adventures stuff. It was it's solid stuff. I love it. Love it. Really enjoying them. So. Can't wait to see where we go from here. Um, I don't know. When's, when are we getting the next ones here? Um, we should be due. Afra, Afra and Star Wars Mainline come out tomorrow. I have them sitting in my inbox currently. Um, I'm not 100% sure if they date. No, I, just, I have them sitting in my <laughs> inbox. I have not read them yet. Um, I want to say we're due for something next week, but I can't remember what next Wednesday is. It might be that's the bounty hunter. Ahead, it might be bounty hunters. Number four. Yeah. Yeah, that's the nice thing about this. The comics in the Star Wars line is is there's so many different lines. There's almost something coming out every week, so you stay busy with Star Wars reading or Star Wars content. 
week in and week out. So very, very cool. Uh, anything else for any of these three comic lines before we blow this thing and get out of here? They're great. If you haven't read them, go read them. Two thumbs up. Support your Highly recommend. Book shop. Also, yes, go support your local comic book shop. Oh, you know, and All it right. is actually, yeah. sorry, it, if, if people like the digitals, but they want to support their co- local comic book shop, any of, the, um, any of the Marvel titles, they actually come with a code. Um, I know you guys know this, but I'm just for mm-hmm. listeners' sake. No, you're good. They come with go a ahead. code that you can scan, and you get a free digital edition of the comic. So you have the, you can go to your comic book shop and buy the physical copy and you have it. And then if you want to use, you know, the Marvel guided, uh, viewing on the iPad, you can Mm -hmm. do that too. I don't know what IDW, I don't think IDW does that. So you won't be able to do it for high Republic adventures, but for any Mm -hmm. of the Marvel titles, you, you can. And the Marvel app, the Marvel guided app thing is beautiful. Like the way that it moves on the pages is really, really cool. Like, it puts you, if you've got a great imagination and you love to read, it puts you right in that mindset, like in the comic. It's it's a cool experience. It, it adds to the overall experience. It basically brings every like little frame uh, of the comic like right up in your face mm-hmm. and, and, and in ways that make sense. So you're seeing exactly what you see, need to see and, and reading it in the right order. And it, you know, it, it, that makes things really high res when they wouldn't be if you were just reading a physical. So. Yep, yep. Great experience with them. Great experience. So that's probably well, why you saw that ET so clearly. <laughs> yes, he stood out to me. He stood out to me. Well, let's do this thing and uh, head on out of here. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. hope you guys have enjoyed kind of the breakdown of the three comic series that we were looking at high republic high republic adventures and war of the bounty hunters this week it was a lot of comics to catch up on for me just because i don't read them every week so i had to go back and really kind of dive in to finish them but um i'm glad i did it was it was cool to kind of put them all together it's like binge watching on netflix uh, when you're just reading them cover to cover and you just keep going so it was an enjoyable experience for me, so I can't wait to do this again. I uh, hope you guys had fun. Um, it was weird not having a live stream on Friday. Did anybody else feel that? Like I was like, man, I kind of miss being on the live show on Friday. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man. Well, we are gonna get we are gonna get some more content out to you guys here soon. We will let you know as soon as we we finalize the details for that but we should have some more stuff coming at you soon my name is justin as always you can find me on twitter at i am the bendu you can find outer rim beacon anywhere social media is facebook twitter instagram at outer rim beacon you can also email us outer beacon at gmail.com where can they find you guys at this is josh and you can follow me on instagram and twitter at battle of Tenet. This is Maggie, and you can follow me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. Maggie is busy. Maggie many is movie very premieres. busy. <laughs> many, many movie premieres. Oh, yeah. <laughs> many movie premieres to go to. Oh, yeah. Yes. 
I'm um, hoping I'll be here yeah. next week. But after that, I've got <laughs> TIFF and the New York Comic Con. I'm all over the place, y'all. Yes, yes. Um, so you need this one. Oh, nice. <laughs> See? Oh, nice. I'm going to miss those record sound bites. Um, but at least I've got a couple good ones here that I can use in the interim. So. Uh, anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Get out, do something Star Warsy. As always, everybody be safe out there. Um, stay healthy, stay happy. As always, may the Force be with you. This to Kyle. For light and life. For light and Is that it? Nile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, y'all. <laughs>